3: Here we go, here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy-top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who did not drive up inflation again last month. Wow! The new numbers are out, and apparently the only thing higher than inflation are the people who think Biden's doing a good job. That's true. That is true. And, of course, the president, not the only Democrat catching heat this morning, AOC, took a break from Instagram to do a town hall and got heckled for sending all our money to Ukraine. AOC is a dope. A lot of people feel that way. We will discuss at 888 788 Nine nine one zero on a big Thursday where everyone is welcome. You can be a Republican on this show. You can be a Democrat, you can be a libertarian. It is an all-skate. Just the boys, just the girls, just the theys, just the thems. All are welcome. Be a Republican, be a Democrat. Just don't be a <laughs> couple quick announcements as we get underway. I am on Gutfeld tonight at eleven o'clock on the East Coast on the Fox News Channel. Getting the band back together with our lovable comedy dwarf Greg Gutfeld is gonna be a banger. Shannon Bream is on the show, and she is fired up. Uh, I ran into her in the halls earlier. She's ready to go. Shannon Bream after dark. It's going to be a rowdy one. The women of the Bible getting nuts tonight at 11 o'clock, so check it out. Uh, the Vegas shows now completely sold out, but there are tickets left this weekend. If you want to see me in Atumwa, Iowa, I believe there's about 40 seats left in that theater. Uh, tickets for that, it's a Saturday night show, are at Ticketmaster.com. Com. And one last announcement before we kick this thing off. One of our superstar listeners who messages me a lot on the Twitter, uh, his handle, John J. Freedom. Cool guy. I always love talking to him. Well, his grandma, Edna Earle, is celebrating her 100th birthday in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. I mean, Wow. Happy 100th birthday, Grandma Edna Earle. I would imagine it's going to be a rowdy one down there in Hattiesburg. Uh, you know, shut the cameras off so you don't do anything nuts on social media, Grandma. We don't need you getting in trouble. Play a little defense, as the kids like to say. But, uh, I mean, wow. As I was thinking about this birthday greeting, I was also thinking about the fact that Grandma Edna Earle uh, is 100, which means she lived through the last depression. And there's a very good chance she could be living through the next one. Biden sucks. I'm not saying we're at depression levels, but we're certainly in a recession right now as we speak. And I'll give you the deal on that. Uh, the new numbers are out. As you know, we have been told our whole entire lives, whole entire lives, that the technical definition of a recession was two. Consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth. Correct the mundo. Well, we've already gotten there. Okay, but what we're now seeing exacerbate the problem is core inflation. These numbers this month actually went up. That can't be good. They, you know, went up higher than expectations, number one, but they went up in core places in the consumer price index uh, that really hits you where it hurts. We're talking about energy, you know, grocery, we're talking about rents. You know, those key areas, the things you have to pay for. You can't get to work without buying gas. Okay, you can't feed yourself. You got to buy food. Okay, and you need somewhere to live unless this is Los Angeles and the government throws you a tent and you just go big potty on the sidewalk. But the core prices, not bad, you know which also outstripped the more volatile sectors of food and energy, also increased by 0.6% from the previous month. So all things considered, core prices, just to put this into plain English, climbed 6.6% from the same time last year, which is the fastest increase in 40 years. They had predicted, the economists, you know, the people get out there last night and they're like, this is what we think is going to happen. They predicted last night that we might see a 0.5% increase on the monthly basis and a 6.5% from the previous year. Sadly, we saw a 07 increase, increase, uh, putting a 12-month increase at 13%. 13%. Biden is such a disaster. Okay, now understand, the president issued a statement, didn't give a speech today, you know, didn't get out there and talk to reporters. They didn't shoot him up with enough B-12 to put him in front of a microphone yet. I don't actually know what goes on. You know, people are like, they shoot him up with something. I don't believe that. Okay, the guy finishes speeches and wanders off the stage. Like, like you know, last week he was given that hurricane briefing and he just walked away mid-event and started wandering through the crowd. It was nuts. I've You've heard me say this before. Like, I hope the presidential band is getting overtime because traditionally the gig was you play Hail to the Chief on the way in. You play Hail to the Chief on the way out. That's your work day. It's a good gig. It's where you want the gig. You bang it out. I do two Hail to the Chiefs. We hit the bar. Come on, fellas. It's Miller time. But under this president... Okay, he finishes a speech. You play Hail to the Chief while he walks the wrong way. Now you're playing another rendition while they find him. Now you're playing another rendition while they walk him back across the stage.
4: This man
3: needs
1: a retirement home and a warm bowl of soup. It's
3: crazy. Biden's actually doing an event with John Fetterman next week. I'm not, I wish I was kidding. I, I'm saying a quiet prayer for the sign language interpreter who has to get out there on the spot next week and make up 100 new signs. <laughs> Literally, like mid-sentence as these two guys are making up words. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international to pressure. you imagine what the poor sign language guy has to do in a moment like that? What does he do? Okay, seriously, you're the sign language guy. You're like, oh, great. I got the gig to translate the president of the United States. Oh, honey, this is a big deal. Fire up the old camcorder. And then this happens. Make sure
0: the television, the, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night. The, the, the
3: phone. <laughs> I turn off the camcorder. It's a mess. The point is I'm not here to harangue Biden on his public speaking skills, but I am very much here to harangue him on the mismanagement of our economy, which is, to be honest with you, all a byproduct of this idiotic print and spend economics where we keep spending more money that we don't have. Okay, every single time we send a Venmo to Ukraine, every single time we... Ratchet up the climate crazies for another round of spending. That is financial lunacy. Yes, it is lunacy because we don't have this money. But the statement he released was what? Americans are squeezed by the cost of living. That's been true for years. So what is he trying to do there? It's been going on since the last guy. Not true. When Trump left office, inflation was at 1%. Now it's at 8.5%. Anyway, Americans are squeezed by the cost of living. That's been true for years. They didn't need today's report to tell them that. It's a key reason I ran for president. Working to give middle-class families some breathing room in dealing with their costs is critical. You gotta do better than that. He added, today's report shows some progress in the fight against higher prices. Even as we have more work to do, inflation over the last three months has averaged 2% at an annualized rate. That's down from an 11% number in the previous quarter. You were lying your ass off. Okay, inflation is not averaging 2%. Okay, when he says annualized rate. No, no, no. Inflation right now is at 8.5%. That's the actual number. And there's this scheme going on. And I've told you about this in the past. Okay, the Democrats made a calculated decision about two months ago. They're like, all right, we got the midterms coming. We're in a bad spot. Okay, our economic record is one of just disaster. Like, people are... Not only postponing retirements, people are coming out of retirement because of just how much damage he has done to the stock market. The dude has taken $7.6 trillion off of the stock market. And they'll say, oh, you know, the stock market's not the economy. But it kind of is if you're retired and you're living on a fixed income. It very well is the economy. And $7.6 trillion have come off of that market since the guy got into office. Okay, it's crushing people. If you're poor, if you're middle class, you're getting annihilated. They're saying the average family is spending upwards of $12,000 a year extra because of Joe Biden. So when you see him say the statement of, well, you know, cost of living's been tough on Americans for years. Okay, fair. So let's assume it's been tough for years. Okay, taking what was already tough and now adding $12,000 a year to the cost of living is like inhumane. So when they're out here trying to pass the buck, okay, it really bothers me because there's a real indifference to what people are experiencing in this moment. If someone can't pay for goods or groceries, if someone can't put gas in their car, if someone can't, you know, go out and afford the rent this month, telling them, well, you know, we're showing some progress. Inflation's at an annualized rate of 2% over the last two months. Come on, don't bullshit. Number one, you're lying. Number two, what consolation is that to somebody who can't pay for the things they need? But the internal calculation the Democrats made is like, all right, we can't really run on this economy. You know, it's bad. The border's bad. Crime is bad. Okay, all of these overzealous COVID restrictions screwed up our kids. You know, we've got higher rates of depression. No one can read or write anymore. I love the poorly educated. But the point is, Okay, everything is screwed up under Biden. There's no case to be made for anyone being better off now than they were two years ago. But the calculated decision they made when they got together in the focus group was like, I've got it. We'll tell them it's working. And that's what they did straight up. We'll tell them it's working. Hey, didn't we just hit the technical definition of a recession? No, no, no. The definition changed. It's working. I'm telling you, it's going good. And that's the condescending attitude they have towards the American people. They think you're too stupid, like you're not going to know the difference. Okay. They say it's working. So even though I can't <laughs> pay for anything, there's no gas in the car and I'm starving, there's not so much food, but they said it's working, so I'm just I just I guess I'll vote for them cuz they said it was working. Like that's what's going on right now. That's what they think of you. That's what they think of people. Okay, Brian D, straight up Goes on CNN, CNN of all places, which is trying to their credit to create the perception that they're a neutral network. People aren't buying at CNN, you dumb bastards. They're not neutral. Okay. They don't fact check this president day in and day out. Remember that? Under Trump, they had set up a 24 hour Trump fact checking regiment. Okay. They don't do that for Biden, a guy who, you know, Tells you he was raised Puerto Rican. He got oil cancer. His son died in Iraq, even though he died six years after he left Iraq. You know, all the wild tall tales about meeting Angelo from Amtrak when he was vice president, even though Angelo died 10 years before he became vice president.
5: We have a president that is clearly
4: not all there.
3: I think maybe in truth, the reason they haven't fact checked this president the way they did Trump is just because people would die of exhaustion. Like, it's the labor laws probably forbid, like, you can't staff this thing around the clock. People are going to start dropping dead. But the point is, okay, he has lied at every turn. CNN has not called it out. But we've gotten to a place now where it's becoming politically expedient for these networks to do so because they realize the Democrats are dead. They're going to lose everything in the midterms. They are it's just a fact of life. And when it's over, there'll be an announcement that Joe Biden is going to run again in 2024, at which point all of these Democrats in the media who want to continue to show for the party will start trashing Biden to create some credibility for themselves. Uh Oh, I'm in trouble. That'll happen. They'll want you to completely ignore the fact that they shilled for this guy. And make it look like, well, you know, some bad factors didn't work. We're glad he's not running. He's lying about this. But more importantly, we've got this new Democratic candidate. You got to check them out because they're amazing. The media is a bunch of losers. They really are. But here's Brian Deese getting some pushback from CNN of all places. Give him the credit for this because he's trying to tell everybody it's working. This is clip 26. Inflation is a challenge. It's a global
0: challenge. and I think the first and most important point is that the United States is in a better and stronger position to take this challenge head on than virtually any other country in the world.
1: If you look at core inflation at 6.6 percent, that's stripping out food and energy. And Brian, just telling Americans that things aren't as bad here as they are around the world really isn't a reassuring statement at this point.
3: <laughs> Yo, I mean, give her credit for that. Give her credit for that. You know, the late, great Rush Limbaugh would call it a random act of journalism. To her credit, she pushed back. Hey, just telling people it's working ain't going to get the job done. Okay, remember Joe Biden when they passed the Inflation Reduction Act, an act that does not reduce inflation. The Congressional Budget Office, it's nonpartisan. It's not Republican. It's not Democrat. The Congressional Budget Office said this Inflation Reduction Act reduces inflation the way gasoline reduces a fire. But what did they do? They had a party on the White House lawn. They trotted out James Taylor to sing Fire and Rain. As the stock market had just collapsed 1,200 points, literally heaping Fire and Rain onto your pension, they tried to create the perception that it was going well. Because that's the calculated internal decision that's been made in the Democratic Party. Nothing's working, but let's run a confidence scheme. Let's tell them it is. It's the only hope we have in the midterms. So strike up the band. All I know from looking at today's core numbers on inflation is James Taylor better start tuning up his guitar again because they can't be done singing after these numbers.
6: stock market was falling, but there was Joe on the lawn Saying the bill they passed would help me and you But inflation is soaring, and my savings are gone Joe can't remember who he's talking to Joe's a liar and he's insane been sunny days in the basement with no friends He's seen hunters' crimes, but the press won't cover them And he's shaking hands with invisible men
2: This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon The world of business moves fast. Stay on top of it with the Fox Business Rundown every Monday and Friday. Listen to the Fox Business Rundown starting May 20th at foxbusinesspodcasts.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts.
3: It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, 888-788-9910, if you want a part of this bad boy. Jim batting leadoff. He is up in Burlington, Vermont. Yo, Jim. Yo. Jim, did I lose you, buddy? uh, Oh, there you are. You sound a little far away. You in the trunk of the car. Did you not pay the bookie again?
7: Yeah, basically.
8: (laughs) Well, I'm going to...
3: Ah, Jim, we lost you. We'll do this again. We love Jim. We're very pro Jim. 888 788 9910, but we did lose his signal there. Um, He was going to make a point, I do believe, about Brian Deese, who had told you before we went to work, before we went to break anyway, before the advertisers went to work. We were just over on the corner sniffing glue. Uh, But before we did such things, Brian Deese got some pushback from CNN for saying, you know, things aren't as bad as everyone keeps telling us, or the rest of the world's doing worse. Okay, we're America. That's not how this works. America is not you should see the other guy. We're supposed to be the shining city on the hill, not the shanty town. That's like if you think it's bad here, you should see the other shanty towns around the world. Yo, either way you slice it, you're turning us into a shanty town. Okay, but Jared Bernstein was on America's newsroom earlier. He tried doing the same thing. It's clip 27.
9: Nobody is denying your fundamental point, which is this is a real squeeze on family budgets. And I think the question is, are policymakers doing what they need to do? The president released oil from the Strategic Reserve. That contributed to almost a 100 day of gas declines. I mentioned our work on the supply side, the Inflation Reduction Act, lowering medical care costs, lowering prescription drug costs, lowering the cost right. of, of clean energy. So all of these are moving in the right direction. They take time to factor in. Into these price indices, and we'd like to have that we'd like to see that happen a lot
6: quicker.
3: Not even close. Okay, understand. You just passed an inflation reduction act. You told us it was an inflation reduction act, and anyone who didn't vote for it was the devil, even though the bill doesn't reduce inflation and pumps even more money into climate change. Again, it's called the Inflation Reduction Act. And now they're celebrating it as a climate change bill. What a fraud. Okay, but understand inflation did not go down, it continues to go up. And when you hear him pivot to other things like, oh, prescription drug prices and the climate, what they're telling you is they got nothing. I admire your honesty.
6: Help, I need some money help. prices aren't funny help. you know inflation sucks help. One gas was cheaper, so much cheaper than today I never needed anybody's help so I could pay
3: Is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. You know, it's bad when the Beatles are singing about inflation. Although they were passionate, they were also the band that sang Tax Man. So the Beatles have been ahead of the curve on this stuff long before they started barreling into Fox Across America. But the point is, you can spin the economy. You can tell us, ah, oh, it's good. That's what Brian Deese did this morning. No, no, things are good. Don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. Okay, people aren't buying it. Okay. People can't buy anything because it's so much more expensive, sadly, than it was. Uh, nobody knows better than Mike. He's out in the Lake of the Ozarks. Yo, Mike. Hey, Jimmy. How you doing? My man. Uh, I'm pumped up. Uh, I'm not I'm not as pumped up as inflation, but I'm pumped up.
8: Well, you know, rumor around here is you uh, married above your pay grade.
3: <laughs> you know, you don't know that. Maybe I'm just paying her. Maybe she has a pay grade.
8: Yeah. So the Biden and the inflation, I don't know if you remember the Super Bowl ad from like 07, 08, Mm. uh, Career Builder, where they had the chimps in the boardroom (laughs) and in the the suits and the guys there. And they got the the chart where they're celebrating and having a party with the, you know, everything's going up. And then the guy gets up, turns it upside down, and they're all, no, no, no. (laughs) I, I think... I think that's exactly what they're doing there, Sarah, at the Cabinet
3: there in the White House. They're reading the chart upside down on inflation. (laughs) They are. And he
8: just doesn't know it. I mean, he doesn't know which way to exit the stage or, you know, so makes sense to me that explains it
3: that that honestly this this is the most solid analysis I've heard for this yet because they keep doing things that we all know aren't going to work we say it at the time we get validated a few weeks later but they still continue to insist it's going well so I think you just nailed it I think we all need to I need to post that Super Bowl commercial on the Facebook page and I will give you credit if we get it up there because I I think this is spot-on analysis you should call Fox Business and apply for a gig Mike
8: yeah, well, Listen, yeah, and I need it. I need it with my 401k taking a tank. I, I don't so, I, uh,
3: I can't even but, think about it. It's for me, it's a hey, for me it's a point 401k cuz I drink whenever I look at it.
8: So, living at Lake of the Ozarks is like a slice of heaven and you know, they want you to come back, Jimmy. So, mm-hmm.
3: well, come on. Well, if you if you keep telling me I must be paying my wife <laughs> well, you, no, I'm kidding well, I don't, I can take the tough love we're going to get out there we'll get out there in a the spring you got to understand I still haven't sobered up from the last visit you guys officially I do mean this were the most aggressive drinking crowd I have played. Like, I talk a lot about Texas, but Texas was cutting it up with spare ribs. In Texas, they are throwing spare ribs at you. They're shooting them out of a T-shirt gun. You can't escape the spare ribs. But you guys, it was just straight alcohol. In fact, the one time I had food on a plate at the meet and greet, someone came over and ate my fries while I was taking a picture. <laughs> so it's like, the drunker the better. But we'll get back out yeah. there. Once, once, the yeah. order of, once the order of protection against you guys expires, I'll be out there. Okay, Mike?
8: All right, sounds good. Be Have well, brother.
3: Great point. See you soon. eight 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 seven eight eight nine nine one zero Jim. Oh, hold on, we got Jim back on the line. Jim was at the front of the line, and then he was abducted, or I don't know what went on. He was she was kicked out of Martha's Vineyard or whatever the hell he is. Yo, Jim, are you there?
0: Yeah, I'm here now. I apologize to me. I'm actually uh, working for a living, uh, and uh, Stop it. had a little technical difficulty uh, getting off speakerphone with the car. So no, listen, it's um, it's
3: not easy to cook meth and drive and talk on the phone. I'll give you that.
0: <laughs> listen, I I just wanted to chime in. Uh, every time I hear Brian Deese, I, I it, it makes my blood boil. Um, mm-hmm. We had a local publication uh, in this area that did a background on him it's it's a liberal rag basically but they were just touting uh what an accomplished guy this is but if if you look at his background he was a middlebury uh middlebury college graduate so elite university came from a i don't know his family background but the bottom line is his his rise has all been through his liberal politics Mm -hmm. his Probably the the biggest is so he was an economic advisor to the Obama administration, Hillary Clinton, and at one point his big score was working for BlackRock mm-hmm. as their his director of the their ESG program, yep. and he made two point three million dollars in his tenure with them. So for him to sit here and he, so the. Two points. Yeah. Number one, he's never had a real job yeah. ever, mm-hmm. ever had a real job. And number two, the, it's it's he's he can afford everything that's going on.
3: Yeah, that's the and, thing.
0: You know, I've got a small business, and I listen. I'm marking up prices. I can't even tell you the prices that I have to pass on to my customers. Yep. You know, and
7: it's, So, it's, anyway,
0: that's my point, but it, it just drives me crazy. This guy, go to his Wikipedia and look at it because he is a technocrat with a capital T. Yep,
3: he's just out there, you know, running whatever play they send into the huddle. Yo, Deese, go tell him it's working. And what's fascinating oh. really quick, Jim, is that – they're doing this in a mindset as if, like, we're just going to believe them. Because Well, they say it's working. I must not be losing all this money. I must not be marking up these prices, as you said. It's insane. Yeah, don't, don't, don't believe my lying eyes. Yeah, it's, it it's spot-on analysis, man. We'll keep fighting a good fight. Call in any time. Good signal, no signal. You're always welcome here, man. Hey, thanks a lot, Jimmy, and I love your show. Oh, you're the man. See you soon, Jim. 888-788-9910. Scott is in Kalamazoo, Michigan, the home of Derek Jeter. Yo, Scott. Hi Jimmy, how you doing? Good. Uh and my Yankees. My Yankees are doing good as well. We we got another game tonight. Uh you being the birthplace of Derek Jeter, I have to invoke that into our conversation. But my guess is you didn't call the talk Yankee baseball.
11: No, I like I like Derek, but not so much the Yankees. But um besides that, I feel like uh all the one on everybody. You know, mm-hmm. and these aren't the droids you're looking for.
3: Yes, yes, yes.
11: Um and it's not working.
3: <laughs> no. It is a big mess. And that's that's the big thing is they want to tell you, because we're so close to the midterms now, you can't change anything. It takes longer than that to pass you know, legislation. And Most of the legislation they pass doesn't do what it's supposed to do anyway. You know, Inflation Reduction Act doesn't address inflation in any way. Anyway, so they're trying to run this crazy confidence scheme. And we're going to talk about it in a little bit later in the show, because there's a report out today that says Biden was asking OPEC and the Saudis to postpone cutting oil production until after the midterm, saying like, hey, you could wait till it's the day after. You could wait till it's two days after. Just don't do it before the midterms because we don't want it to hurt us politically. And that's where their focus is. Like everything, everything is politics between now and, the, and election day or election month because you can mail it in a year late now. It's like it's the craziest thing in the world. Um, but that's why we are where we are. But the point I think you're making is it's not working. Like you're sitting there. You don't get out of bed and go, wow, money's good.
11: Yeah. And you know, Jimmy, one more second. Yes, take my, I have your time. three sisters, three sisters. And my, apparently I, I liked hanging out with my youngest sister, the best when I was a baby. <laughs> and it kind of irritated my middle sister. And so she would pick me up and she would set me on top of the car and then she would start to walk away and go, bye, Scotty. Bye. And then I would put my arms out for her to come get me. And she, oh, you want me to come pick you up? And that's, I feel like that's all they do all the time is they create these problems and then they say I'm going to come rescue you. Yes. Over and over and over.
3: Yeah, and but but all their the problems they create are fake. It's always like fake racism or you know border agents are whipping people stuff stuff that's not actually happening and then they make the problem worse. Like that was the you know in 2020 they were going to rescue us all from the police. Remember that? They're like, "Hey, we'll get rid of the police, the criminals. We need to look out for the criminals and now the whole country's a mess." So I'm glad and, you get And it. then they have the Yeah. They had the backup, too. It was like, oh, we
11: want to defund the police. And it's like, oh, I don't know if that's a good idea. Well, go ahead and get a shot. And the police are like, uh, no, I'll leave. Yeah. And they kind of got what they wanted anyways. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like a mm-hmm. pack of uh, coyotes that are coming at you at a bunch of different angles. And
3: I don't know. No, not good. Uh, no, listen, no, I, I think your, your analysis is spot on, man. Good stuff. Uh, I'm sorry your sister abandoned you. If it makes you feel any better, my mom used to do that and go to the bar. All good. (laughs) Hang in there, Scotty. There he goes. Uh, Really quick, because we're on this topic of the economy not working for anybody. We'll get to more of your calls in a little bit. 888-788-9910. Okay. AOC. You know AOC. She's a low IQ TikToker here in New York who happens to serve in Congress. And she was doing a town hall yesterday. If you saw the video online, you were actually stunned. I mean, the lack of a crowd. It really was Biden-esque. There were like 30 people in a room that sat like 500. I mean, there's nobody there. It's really weird. But anyway, while she was giving her big speech about I'm AOC and, you know, free everything, free college, you know, free childcare, free Willy. It's a great movie. Check it out. Just free. If it's free, it's for me. That's the AOC way. A couple of hecklers lost it on her. And started trashing her for sending all of this money to Ukraine. Listen to this. It's clip 11.
7: Congresswoman, none of this.
3: Oh, there it goes. We just lost the clip. It happens. (laughs) Technical difficulty going on right here at the Fox radio facilities. Little panic setting in in the production booth. I do assume I'm on the air. Can I get a thumbs up on that? Yeah. Okay, good. I'm on the air. I just just had one of those moments where a clip just started playing, and then I just saw like 12 people run into the room. (laughs) What's going on? (laughs) <laughs> something, something technical going on on the other side of the glass. This could be a problem. You know how I always tell you, you guys have the highest security clearance in radio. i tell you about my family. i tell you about everything. Well, in the middle of that clip, the software that would play the clip just crashed. So we'll play it in a second. But basically what happened was AOC was giving a speech yesterday at a, at a town hall. Uh, you, you got the clip. Take it away.
1: Congresswoman, none of this matters unless there's a nuclear war, which you voted to send arms and weapons to Ukraine. Tulsi gathers, she's left the Democratic Party because there are a bunch homes. okay? You originally voted, you ran as an outsider, yet you've been voting to start this war in Ukraine. You're voting to start a third nuclear war with Russia and China. Why are you playing with the lives of American citizens? You're playing with our lives.
3: You see that right there, by the way? Okay, I bring this point up. I wanted to play you this heckle so you understand that what they're saying is true. Okay, the root cause of all the inflation in this country, if we just wanted to talk about this from an economic standpoint, the root cause of inflation is runaway spending. We are printing and spending money that we do not have. Do you understand? We are driving up our debt in the process. We are devaluing the currency we have in circulation, and because we stimulated an economy that was poised to reopen and come roaring back, we also created the too-much-money-chasing-too-few-goods scenario that does drive inflation and can also drive stagflation. Okay, we sabotaged our own economy. We actually did do that. And all of this support for Ukraine – is exacerbating the problem. It's not to say we shouldn't support them. It's not to say I'm pro-Putin, some Kremlin puppet. But if you were to ask the average American about the fact that inflation's at a 40-year high, you can't buy gas, you know, and people's retirements are getting wiped out, and this is going to get worse if we keep sending money to Ukraine, the average person is going to say, hell no! How about we pump the brakes on all these Venmos? That's what the average person is going to say. But you understand AOC, as the heckler just said, really has become the establishment. They talk about all the pie-in-the-sky stuff, but they never actually challenge like, the war orthodoxy in Washington because that's what ultimately keeps the money flowing in Washington, and that's how you advance in Washington politics, particularly in the Democratic Party. This is a war hawk party. You think about it. The Democrats warned us, oh, Trump becomes president. He's going to lead us into a nuclear war is what he's going to do. Wrong. Okay, they said we didn't get into a single war. OK, we're about to get into, New- into World War III, and that's because of this blundering idiot in the Oval Office right now. But the point is what this heckler is yelling about is war. But war, OK, goes hand in hand with the economic carnage that's ensuing here in America. OK, we've sent $40 billion to Ukraine. There is no oversight. OK, this is a country considered the most corrupt country on the planet. Okay, if you remember back in August, CBS put up a report and then took it down, a report that was actually headlined as quoting our brigadier general. The title of the article was, why military aid to Ukraine doesn't always get to the front lines, like 30 percent of it reaches its final destination, 30 percent percent of what we're sending there reaches its destination.
11: This is total crap.
3: So you understand there's a twofold issue here. Twofold issue, okay? One is, yeah, we don't want World War 3. If you're going to tell us that the war in Ukraine, it's Putin's price hike, it's the root of, root of all economic evil, then we should be doing more to stop the war. Okay? From an economic standpoint. Also from a nuclear Armageddon standpoint. But AOC in that moment had nothing to say. She just takes the beating and like, I hear you. I get it. I understand white people, MAGA, the patriarchy. Okay, this is the problem in a nutshell. We have people in Washington that only know how to speak in word salad. And that's why we're driving up the cost of actual food.
6: to ban the airplanes Down with gas stations low Her green new deal really blows Our knowledge is a fountain The driest fountain So dumb and everybody knows All over TV Hey you'll see Hey you'll see That young woman She's wrecking the country She's the
2: Don't go anywhere. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We'll be right back.
3: It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Fired up on a Thursday. We're going to be joined by Lisa Booth in the next hour. Love Lisa Booth, Fox News contributor. As fun as they come, we did the big Saturday, big Sunday show together a week ago, and uh, we had an absolute phenomenal time. So good to get the band back together with Lisa Booth, who, if you remember, was blamed and shamed and ostracized as a young woman of health, of good health, who didn't want to get the vaccine. Everybody was like, you monster, you anti-vaxxer, you're getting people killed! only to find out what? Oh, yeah, Pfizer. They didn't even test the vaccine to see if it stopped transmission. But they went out and yelled anyway. Bunch of clowns.
2: Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
3: Oh, would you look who's back? Getting ready for an embarrassment of Radio riches. Into this hour of Fox Across America, we're going to be hanging out with Lisa Booth, founder of High Noon Strategies, a Fox News contributor, a friend of ours. You know in the movie Donnie Brasco, when they say, if I say he's like a friend of mine, he's like a local knock-around guy, no big deal. But if I say a friend of ours, he's a made guy, you treat him with respect. Lisa Booth, a friend of ours, you treat her with respect. Psyched to have her on in this hour. Uh, Yourself, welcome at 888-788-9910. That is the phone number. If you want to be a part of this show. On a big Thursday, that will conclude with me on Gutfeld tonight. Um, I've got a lot of fail vision today. I'm going to be on with Sean Duffy and Rachel Campos Duffy. They're hosting Fox Business tonight. Tonight at 5 p.m. I'll be on that show. Then tonight, myself and Greg Gutfeld, Tyrus, Timph, Shannon Bream, getting the band back together on the highest-rated late-night show in the country. So if you want to check that out, I'll put on one of my overweight figure skater outfits just for you. How about that? <laughs> How about that?
4: That boy is a pig. pig.
3: Whatever. I'm losing weight. When I, got, when I told you guys like a month ago that I weighed 255, like right now I'm like 235. I'm not even kidding. Because what happened is uh, the first 20 pounds, first 15 pounds, they come off easy because they're not supposed to be on your body to begin with. Once you get rid of those, now you jump into the, the bedrock, the weight that's been there for a while. And now you got to get to work is what you got to do. I
0: admire your honesty.
3: Just telling you the truth, okay? But, you know, wear a lot of navy blue on the air. They can make me look pretty in standard definition. Okay, if you're watching me tonight in high definition, the joke's on you. No! Oh, no, no! A lot of people screaming right now over the southern border. One of them that is starting to make a little bit of noise, oddly enough, is in the Democratic Party, that being Nancy Pelosi.
5: Nancy Pelosi is a total dingbat.
3: And we all know that to be the case. Okay, Nancy Pelosi, if you remember, was on with Stephen Colbert last week and told him the Democrats are going to hold on. To the House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi said. She said the Democrats are going to keep the House.
6: You must be crazy. When are you going to stop believing in something that isn't true?
3: But she said it. And at the time we were like, man, maybe, maybe we should make the husband the designated driver. I know he doesn't exactly have the best record behind the wheel. <laughs> but Pelosi said they were going to keep the House. We know that's not true. They're projecting right now to lose a historic a historic level of seats. Okay, Joe Biden could, in fact, break the record of incumbent seats lost that's currently held by Barack Obama. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. But to Pelosi's credit, uh, she was talking about the migrant crisis impacting New York. She was in a Forest Hill Senior Center yesterday. I think they were picking out a home for Biden. And uh, she was with uh, Queens Representative Grace Meng. And she gave this quote. Uh, it's in print. What we must do in our country is to have comprehensive immigration reform. We all know that we must secure our border. That's our responsibility as a country. We also must respect those seeking asylum for appropriate reasons, but we also must understand the impact on communities. Okay, she made these comments in advance of a meeting with Eric Adams. Yeah. Oh, Here it is, clip six.
5: We all know that we must secure our border. That's our responsibility as a country. We also must respect uh, those seeking asylum for, for appropriate reasons. Uh, but we also must understand the impact on communities. Uh, Sen- uh, Senator, earlier today, uh, when we were meeting uh, in, in a agreed earlier, uh, this was brought up by members of the official family here. I'll see the mayor later today and I know he'll be asking about it. Probably the most important thing that we can do, is to be able to have people have a work permit and that would alleviate a lot of the the pressure on the community.
3: Okay, but understand what Nancy Pelosi is talking about is well, we got this pressure on the community. Gotta give these people work visas. We gotta do something, okay, because New York is getting their resources strained. New York is a democratic city with a population of about nine million people. Okay, Nancy Pelosi didn't start speaking up till that Democratic city with a billion, and I mean, a $15 billion budget, okay, started to have its resources strained. Okay, when Martha's Vineyard started to get Venezuelan migrants shipped up there on a bus only to have them kicked out less than 24 hours later. Diversity is our strength! Now get on the bus! ha! <laughs> Again, this is a problem, just so you understand. In the year 2021, last year, this, the number of illegal border crossings in this country was at an all-time high in 2021. In 2022, we're on pace to break that record. Democrats are acknowledging this as a crisis now for two reasons. One is, yes, it's starting to affect blue cities because Texas is wisely and fairly relocating migrants from towns like Eagle Pass, from towns like Del Rio. Okay, you you talk about a town like Eagle Pass with a population of, oh, I don't know, less than 20,000 people. And they're taking in 15,000 migrants in a week. New York has taken in 20,000 migrants, a little less than 20,000 migrants this year, this year. And they're like, oh, hell, straining our resources. We got a Population of nine million people. We can't handle another twenty thousand. Send them back to Eagle Pass, where they have a population of twenty thousand. They know how to handle twenty thousand. It's it's ridiculous. And understand, they're speaking up now because one, it's affecting their resources, and they don't want them there. They don't want these people in their communities. These are most of these Democrats are racist. Okay, there's nothing more racist than what happened in Martha's Vineyard. Okay, the migrants showed up. Martha's Vineyard is a sanctuary city. When you pull into Martha's Vineyard, there's a big sign that says, in this town, no one is illegal. Diversity is our strength. Democrats are so full of crap. They kick them out to a military base less than 24 hours after they got there. Martha's Vineyard is one of the richest enclaves in the world. Okay, they take in 107,000 tourists a year. And wanted you to believe that sending them 50 migrants on an air-conditioned bus was a humanitarian crisis. Why? Because they just want to deal with the people. They don't want it in their backyard. They don't care what happens in Texas, and I can prove that because we're only speaking up about this now. That's Nancy Pelosi, 25 days from the midterms, acknowledging that the the border is a problem. That's what she's doing. It's very strategic. It's very transactional. Okay, they want to create the appearance that, oh no, the Democrats care about the border. If the Democrats cared about the border, when 53 migrants suffocated in a tractor trailer last year, they would have said something. If the Democrats cared about the border, When we got stats last year that said 30% of the women who cross the border illegally get sexually assaulted, the Democrats would have said something. They don't care about these people just like they don't care about you. They care about themselves, and that's why she's speaking up now. This is politics as usual. Okay, understand. This is a Democratic Party that was faced with the reality that their poll numbers were plummeting, that their borders are Kamala Harris – woman in charge of the border hasn't been to the border. Kamala's awful with her weird laugh. (laughs) Ha ha! Think about that. She hasn't been to the border. Okay, the woman in charge of securing this issue hasn't been there. Why isn't she going? Because if Kamala goes somewhere, if Biden goes somewhere, a camera crew shows up. It's called the pool. The White House has a pool of reporters that travels with the president everywhere he goes. Kamala Harris, a pool of reporters that travel with her everywhere they go. That's why you always see Biden eating ice cream surrounded by cameramen. It's not lucky. It's not like TMZ, the paparazzi, got lucky. Oh, look, that's the president. Get an ice cream. We ought to get a shot of that. No, 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 no. They know what the president's doing every day, meaning anything the president does, they bring media attention to by default, which is why neither Joe Biden nor Kamala Harris will ever go to the border. Because if they go to the border and they highlight the conditions at the border— you see 15,000 people living under a bridge, as we saw down in Del Rio. You see dead families getting fished out of the river. People are getting – people are drowning. Okay, understand. They don't want to bring attention to that because then people are going to go, what the hell's going on? What are you, what are you guys doing at the border? Okay, because they repealed the policies that were keeping this thing safer. That's just a reality. I'm not talking to you as a Republican, man. I'm never talking to you as a Republican. I don't care. I don't know these people anything. They're politicians. Okay, I am a talk show host, and I can tell you as a talk show host, as a dad, as a brother, as a son, as everything in between, okay, that when I'm out here every day advancing positions on the air, making what I believe to be common sense good faith points, I'm trying to help your life as much as it helps mine. I don't bring a lot of intellectual know-how to the table. I'm a former cab driver. I went to community college and majored in intro to Xbox. I don't care which party wins if the whole country succeeds. Yes, I'm a conservative, unapologetically so. I think the ideas are exponentially better for the country. But I don't sit here and talk to you in the name of getting Republicans elected. I sit here and talk to you in the name of creating a rising tide in America that will lift all boats, including mine. If we win, I win. If we win, you win. We're supposed to be teammates. The front door of our house is the southern border. It's being neglected. When the Democrats were hit with the reality that a lot of people were pissed off about the border, what did they do last September? They created a fake border hoax. We talked about it yesterday. Okay, a photographer who took a picture of border agents clearing out a group of Haitian migrants on horses heard the White House, heard allies in the of the Democratic Party in the media saying, hey, whoa, they were whipping. They were whipping these Haitian migrants. <laughs> Except there was only one small problem. The photographer who took the photo had emailed the White House, hey, don't say anyone's whipping migrants. I was the guy who took the photos. They weren't whipping migrants. Well, through a Freedom Information Act request, we got the emails yesterday, read them on the air, that show that Secretary Mayorkas read the email, was informed by the photographer that nobody was getting whipped, and went on the air two and a half hours later And claimed they were getting whipped anyway. Okay, I really want you to think about that. That is disgusting because it sets another racial fire in this country where we didn't have one. And what did it do? It changed the conversation around border security to fake racism instead of a real failure by the Biden administration. I played this clip yesterday. I'll play it for you again today because it's just so bananas that they were out there yesterday, okay? going after border agents for whipping migrants, it never happened. And understand, this montage I'm about to play you, they knew it had never happened before they made these statements. Why? Because the photographer messaged them, hey, it never happened. Here it is, clip one. Uh, One cannot weaponize
10: a horse uh, to aggressively attack a child. That is unacceptable. That is not what our policies and our training require. Please understand, let me be quite clear. Um, that is not acceptable. We will not tolerate mistreatment, and we okay. will address it with full force based on the facts that we learn.
0: To see people treated like they did—horses really running them over, people being strapped—it's outrageous. I promise you, those people will pay. They will be an investigation underway now, and there will be consequences.
5: What I saw depicted about um, those individuals on horseback. Treating human beings the way they were is Mm. horrible, and um, I fully support what is happening right now, which is a thorough investigation into exactly what is going on there, Um, but human beings should never be treated that way.
3: You told some of the biggest lies that I've ever heard of in my whole life! Yo, every person in that montage, that's Mayorkas batting first, Biden batting second, Kamala batting third. What do they all have in common? They all knew before they spoke that nobody got whipped. But they said it anyway. If you care about these migrants, if you care about humane conditions, if you care about solving this problem, you don't start racial hoaxes because you're trying to mitigate the political damage being done to your party. If you care about these things, you get out there and you secure the border. Securing a border is not racist. Democrats voted for border wall security in 2013 under Barack Obama. They voted for it under George W. Bush as well because it's the front door of the House. And when you secure the border and make it impossible to get in legally or at least exponentially harder, it does encourage people to come here legally. It does take the power away from drug cartels who can no longer exploit these poor people. They've turned human trafficking into a 15 billion dollar industry at our southern border. So, you know, Nancy Pelosi saying at a fundraising get together, we got to do more to secure the border is not what you say. It's what you do. And up until now, the Democrats have done nothing. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit.
2: A show so good, it's hard to describe.
3: It's not a matter of,
6: it's a matter of, you just, oh, in the club, I mean, um, as, as, and, uh, you know,
2: it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. You know, so, uh,.
3: It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Going to be rapping with Lisa Booth in the next break. Her opening act out in the Lake of the Ozarks. Martin joining us on the phone. Yo, Martin.
9: Jimmy. Jimmy. You're down 20 pounds. I'm eating the fried cheese curds for lunch right now that you're missing out on. (laughs) Ah,
3: Yo, can I tell you, man? Because I was down in Oklahoma. I yeah, went on right?
9: the, it's just a stroke for us.
3: Well, yeah, it it was a great hang down there, but what I did is I went on a boa constrictor diet where I had just one meal a day. So one meal I, I it was barbecue every time and it was a, you know, gargantuan meal, but the point is that's the only way to mitigate, you know, and monitor this thing on the road because it's a mess. When you're on the road, you're eating out every meal and stuff like that. So I'm playing some real defense, Martin.
9: I'm proud of you, buddy. Yeah. Well, holidays are coming. Healthcare professional on the side, you're a registered nurse. Good (laughs) job on dropping the weight. Keep it going. It'll be harder as you go, but keep going. There you go. You were were going on your diatribe about how Pelosi doesn't care. You know, when these people were being fished out of the river, Mm -hmm. when the tractor trailer shows up with all these bodies in it, Mm -hmm. they're, they're dog and pony showing it anytime they say they care. That's the exact opposite. And they proved it when they said, what, $5 billion they couldn't come up with to build a wall when uh, Trump was in office? $5 billion. How much money have we blown through in the last two, three years? I mean, it's absurd. We could have built a a wall three times the size of what was even proposed at the time. But I think I've got something for you, Jimmy. Give it to me. What we need to do, like you, you talked about how you know Pelosi, Biden, they won't even go near it. It's like. Plutonium—it's nuclear down there. But then you said it—you talked about the the press pool. Mm-hmm. We just need to have a free ice cream giveaway down there on the border, <laughs> and
3: he will show up,
9: <laughs> right? I mean, is that not a fail-safe way to be like, "All right, Mr. President"?
3: You know what? I see what you're onto on. here. So maybe what you do for real is, uh, you know, maybe a massive spill of women's shampoo, since he likes to sniff hair. And you set up, like, an ice cream truck, and maybe they go down. The problem is they're going to pass a lot of shampoo and ice cream on the way. But I like where your head's at because there's no other hes no other reason he'd go. Like, they won't go because that pool shows up, and that pool films the border, and then they got a big problem. Think of how many things they, they've been able to do instead of that, you know?
9: And, you know, I give them props because when they do get them in a good situation like that, I mean good situation like asking the tough questions. There are people who ask the tough questions. Mm-hmm. And then you get the... Uh, 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 yep. uh, sounds like you're not getting, you know, the Jimmy Faila show through the radio tube the way you want to, you know, clear, <laughs> concise, straightforward. The anyway, Jimmy, up. I, I appreciate you taking the call. Uh, loving the show as always. And, uh, come back and see us here at the Lake of the Ozarks next time. Uh, you're looking for a fun family getaway again. Okay. Yeah, there,
3: there went the weight loss. All right. I'll see you soon, Martin. Good times. <laughs> Martin, now my personal trainer by default. Trying to keep me out of harm's way. He's going to replace the other guy Fox hired to stop me from eating all of that food, man. I'm telling you. It's been a mess, but the champ is playing a little bit of defense right now in between breaks. Put that
6: cookie down now!
3: There he is again. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Fired up to talk to this next guest. We made some TV magic a few weeks back. I was saying at the top of the hour, in the Mafia, if you watch the movie Donnie Brasco, if they say this person's a friend of mine, they're like a local knock-around guy, no big deal. But if they say he's a friend of ours, it means they're a made guy in the gang. you got to treat him with respect. Well, if anyone is a friend of ours on this show, it is Lisa Booth, who joins us now. Hey, girl.
12: Jimmy, that was so much fun. I had the best time with you. I feel like we both kind of, like... It's like obviously, we're talking about serious things, and you have to have some levity in life. And so I appreciated that about you oh,
3: of girl. being able
12: to make salient points, but like we can still like laugh occasionally. Oh, yeah, no, like, it works. You know?
3: it's It's really funny that I don't know what it is about a TV camera that turns you and me into the kids on the back of the school bus. <laughs> it's like we're like we're making good points, but we're also throwing stuff at the driver. Uh, but it's a good time. it's a It's a good ride okay. home. Everybody likes the bus ride is what I'm saying.
12: No, oh, I think I like turned to you during one of the commercial breaks, and I was like, "We're like five years
3: old." <laughs> it was so funny. It really, it really was. Um, let me ask you this, Lisa Booth. Uh, yesterday. Uh, you know, in anticipation of your arrival, like, you know, when you show up on the show, it's like a coronation. You know what I mean? It's like a foreign dignitary is visiting. So we start we do the show with you in mind for like three days and then you show up and just inherit the road we've paved. So yesterday, with that in mind, uh, Pfizer's head of international marketing made it a point to testify to the European Parliament about whether or not they had even tested the vaccine to see if it stops transmission. Was it almost like mind blowing to you? Um, that they just openly admitted it wasn't even tested for the whole point of taking a vaccine.
12: No, because this is what kills me. I literally made this point in my op-ed about not getting vaccinated a year ago in November of 2021. Cause the mm-hmm. Pfizer's chairman told Lester Holt in December of 2020, that he wasn't sure if it would stop transmission. Moderna's chief medical officer around like at November of, uh, you know, this would have been, uh, I think it was in 2020 as well. Said that we need to be careful as we get the results to not over interpret it because they don't have concrete data that it would reduce transmission so this mm-hmm. is something that was known they never tested for it yep. and i was making this point last year but the problem is a lot of people on the right were cowards yep. to be perfectly honest and the media was completely disinterested in getting to the bottom of anything they were more interested in propagandizing a vaccine that had less than a year of you know not even a, a year of safety data so, and you know the reality is we still have no idea what long term this vaccine is going to do to people. Nope. So like you know I mean I get it and I understand that it's it's a big deal but as someone who was there a year ago it's just really frustrating that instead of people like listening or being more open to those mm. and that this is not to you at all yeah, of but course. to like the broader you know media collectively it's very frustrating that more people weren't open to having this conversation a year ago and instead they did the damage by pushing the big pharma propaganda. So it's like it's really frustrating to be perfectly honest. No, it's, like, it's. I'm glad they said it. I'm glad it's getting attention. But like we knew this. Yeah. You
3: know? Well, no, you you were being called like a murderer of grandmothers. I believe at one point you would. That's murdered... why I'm
12: a little. I'm a little. You know, it's still. I've, <laughs> I'm still, <laughs> still got like... some feelings about it. Jimmy. That's <laughs> why. You know, I'm like, uh, so,
7: yeah.
12: you know. I know. There's a little bit of me that's like wanting to give the middle finger to a lot of people. So I'm still. You know, it's been. I've been holding it up for a while. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I know. I it. get it. I get.
3: <laughs> yeah. I, I I so get it. There's like a lot of validation in this for you. Lisa Booth is on the line. If you're just joining us, she <laughs> did not kill your grandmother. By the way, I just. I just want to make that abundantly clear. Yeah, they
12: did. She's no. awesome. You've like, been, or maybe she's not, but no. I still don't want her to die.
3: But <laughs> well, no, you've been exonerated, she though. be
12: wretched. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Thank you. They're not all nice. No. <laughs> yeah. no,
3: that that is true. You are, but you have been exonerated in that regard. But what I what I find, okay, because we were making these points a year ago, because when we had heard things, like they were using mouse data. OK, everyone yells like "Oh, these conspiracy idiots saying it's mouse data or remember when ivermectin was a thing like one of the funniest memory hold moments of the whole covid culture war to me was when artists like Neil Young and Spotify uh, and, you know, um, Neil Young. And uh, what was her name? Carly Simon. Not Carly Simon. What's the other girl? Joni Mitchell. Neil Young and Joni Mitchell started pulling their music off Spotify, which was a twofold problem because, one, their fans don't know what Spotify is. So now they've got to figure out what it is so they could boycott it. But two, the grounds for pulling it off was what? Neil Young said, oh, Joe Rogan claims the vaccine doesn't stop transmission, and Joe Rogan endorsed ivermectin. But as we speak, we all know everyone who gets vaccinated gets COVID like four times at this point, and ivermectin is now something that's a prescribed treatment for COVID. So isn't it just crazy, though, Lisa, that like, the people yelling the most about misinformation are always the ones spreading it. And this could be anything. It could be Hunter Biden's laptop. It could be the Russian collusion. It could be anything. Isn't it nuts?
12: Oh, 100%. I mean, you nailed that. But, and then the thing is, too, you were talking about rockers, right? Like, remember Howard Stern used yes. to be, like, all, Rage Against the Machine used to rage yeah. against the machine. Yeah. And, like, what was so interesting about COVID is, and it's people on the right, too, so you had so many people who are, like, Oh, I'm anti-government. I question things. I'm a rebel who turned into like little like be you know. I can't yeah. say the word. Rhymes <laughs> with witches, you know. And like it's like like Howard Stern just reemerged after two. Like, you are, yeah. you are like I can't even say the. Like, I'm gonna get in trouble. He's pathetic. Yeah. Right. Like you are such a loser and such a coward, and you just cave yep. to like the government's wishes, and it's pathetic. And like to be honest, we don't even know if the vaccine's safe, yep. particularly for young people. And in fact. If you look at what Joseph Ledapo, the, um my state, Florida right. Surgeon General, put out, 84% increase in the relative incidence of cardiac-related deaths among males 18 to 39 year, nine years old within 28 days following mRNA vaccination. That's insane. And yet we are still forcing this on young and healthy people. We know it doesn't stop the spread. We've known that, but finally it's being acknowledged. And, and it's potentially killing people via heart attack or heart issues. And people are still pushing it, and military heroes, way more important than you know, any of these other jobs who like, were literally willing to risk their entire lives for mm-hmm. us and our yeah. safety, are being kicked out of the military or have been kicked out of the military for something that could kill them
3: it's- and that
12: is not going to stop the spread.
3: It's no, it's it's a great point. And and never mind that these people getting fired are protecting ourselves, uh, protecting us against things far more dire than covid. You know, you're going to beat covid. Ninety nine percent of the time. You're not going to beat mortar fire. You know, you're not going to meet beat an armed robber. Ninety nine percent of the time. So it's like, yeah, you need the cops. You need the military. It's just to me. It's like it's medically reckless. And what I'm fascinated by is that. You know, from a societal standpoint, it's obviously reckless and self-destructive as well, but it's not really, it's not a top five news story. I would venture to say it's not a top ten news story right now that Pfizer just admitted the vaccine was never supposed to stop transmission, which was the wholesale. I mean, would you imagine if you bought a set of brakes at Midas? And they're like, by the way, we don't test whether or not these slow your car down, just so you know. You wouldn't buy the brakes is the point.
12: Exactly. Well, And I appreciate you covering it. And it's like, remember that Coast Guard swimmer uh, who was rescuing people in Florida after Hurricane E and Biden called him to thank him for his bri- – do you think anyone who's drowning mm-hmm. is like, oh, my God, I'm sorry, dude. Are you <laughs> vaccinated? Like, you know, like, actually, I'm just going to wait Whoa. for the next guy who's vaccinated. And that shows, like, the ridiculousness of all – but but I think it's even deeper and more sinister. Mm-hmm. It's like a control mechanism and also a censorship aspect of our society where we have entered sort of this new phase where the truth doesn't matter. Facts don't matter. It's about submission. Yeah, and like Biden knew that the vaccine didn't stop the spread. This was abundantly clear when he went out and gave a sweeping mandate trying to force a hundred million employees or employers or employees across the country yeah. to get vaccinated. He knew this when he was forcing military heroes out and he didn't care because it's about submission. Well, and he wanted to purge society of people who like stand up to the government. And who aren't just like weak-kneed cowards like Howard Stern who hid in his basement for two years and is now just reemerging.
3: And and barely reemerging because he got photographed going to dinner and everybody got mad at him. I have – I actually know people – I'm not kidding – who have worked on his show and never met him, like never met him once. They've never physically met him because he's been home in the Hamptons, you know, locked up in his bunker, and he has become everything he ever hated which was the out-of-touch elitist who doesn't want to go near the little people. I mean, he got famous championing the little people, being amongst the little people, being amongst the freaks and the weirdos, and now he's just another left-wing elitist. He's embarrassing. He is. But let me ask you this. But you, I'm sorry. I, point.
12: Sorry, but, but you just nailed another point about the fact that that is what COVID was about, too. Like, it, it's a lot easier for him to hide out in his Hampton's home where mm-hmm. – Probably tens of millions of dollars with ample space, being able to like live in his little you know elitist community, work from home, still make all this money, and it's the people that had to go out and work are the ones that got immunity, that got sick, who didn't, and then and then even after that, were forced to get a vaccine that they didn't need, that maybe wasn't safe for them. So it's also like the elitism of COVID, and then you had all those people who like I swear to God, no one could have paid me. Any amount of money to go on TV and say we're all in this together. I thought that was the biggest bunch of BS this entire time. We were not all in this together. And I, I was able to keep a job, right? I was very fortunate uh-huh. to be able to continue working. So why am I going to go out there and say we're all in this? No, we're not in this together when someone's out of job, yeah. when someone's business has been shut down. like I, I always just felt like you couldn't pay me enough money. To go mouth something that ridiculous, well, and that's
3: total BS. Well, to be clear, though, usually when Democrats were yelling, we're all this, in this together, it was during a lockdown while they were at a closed restaurant, or they were at a hair salon, or they were on a private jet, you know. The Democrats were, you know, they didn't mean this like the struggle. I think, ironically, they meant this like, hey, we're in the Delta Lounge getting drinks, we're going on vacation, you stay in your house. The point is, it was a scam, Lisa Booth, and we were onto it were from the
12: Or Florida's evil, like woo, I'm at South Beach, like yeah.
3: Wasn't that my? That was the best one, the AOC one, where you know Florida's the worst. They're all gonna die. Uh, You're like, yo, your tweet is geotagged from Florida, girlfriend. (laughs) And tell your husband to put some shoes on.
12: Yeah, like it's like I used to have this joke with some friends where you'd be like, oh, you know. That Like, oh, that's the worst, but it's also the best. Like, you know what I mean? They're like, oh, Florida's the worst, but we love it. You know, it's like yep. it's like the whole – we just live in such a world of ridiculous, Jimmy, and yep. I'm glad that's why I love being on with you because you're so good about making salient points but bringing, like, levity to the chaos we live in. Mm-hmm. And But it's, like, it's so ridiculous that you almost have to laugh and yep. find some humor in it. Otherwise, yep. it will kill you. <laughs> no,
3: it's uh, – dude, it is so true. Like, everybody in the world is on the verge of snapping right now. So – You know, we're always trying to do this show from a place of like just chill out because if you don't at this point chill out, I mean, there's just so much insanity. Like a guy like me who was a cab driver uh, for most of his adult life was really not supposed to be the voice of reason for a few million people on the radio every day. But it just it got to that because that's how crazy the world went. You know, I wanted to bring this up, though. Okay. Um and I appreciate the compliments, and you read You're them. Like,
12: e- I got to get out of here because no, I know she's gonna keep up. N- no,
3: I listen. I, I actually no, like. I'm just kidding. I, I appreciate <laughs> the compliments. You read them exactly the way I wrote them down when I emailed them to you this morning. So the, <laughs> yes, the fact that you nailed it. The the the, 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 there's an yeah, extra yeah, yeah, twenty yeah. bucks in it for you this time around. Not the usual fifty. Amazing. You're getting seventy, maybe even seventy-five for that performance. It sounded like you meant it, which is so much better than the usual ones. But stick with me. Uh, you had brought cool up AOC. Up <laughs>
12: yep.
3: You had brought up AOC. She was getting heckled at a. Town hall yesterday, which I gotta be honest, wasn't terribly crowded for starters, but getting past that, they were basically yelling at her because she has become the establishment. And I think when I say the establishment, means you know, funding never ending wars, propping up this ridiculousness in Ukraine, despite the fact that inflation is soaring here. We're getting closer to nuclear Armageddon if you believe what the president says isn't it kind of weird how the people in the squad sell themselves as like these radical outliers in Congress? But if you really look at their actions, they're doing whatever Nancy Pelosi says, are they not?
12: Yeah, I mean, I think like a lot of people, this is one thing I like, think COVID really illuminated this, but we've continued to see it in a lot of different other aspects and a lot of other issues. A lot of people who like say a lot for a lot of people it's a stick, right? Mm-hmm. And like the media or in public office where they say all these things but when it comes down to their actions do they believe it you know and i think she's one of those people like she plays the part but she like john fetterman right like i'm a man of the people i wear hoodies i lived off my parents because yeah. they're really rich <laughs> yeah. 150 right no dude you're not a man of the people you're just pathetic you're not even a man right <laughs> it's like unfortunately we kind of like live in this place where a lot of people are just phony yeah, and you know, they're cowards, and she's one of them, and she is trying to get us into a potential world war three. Yep, I mean, and and we're also being lied to about the Ukraine thing, like the idea that Russia sabotaged their own pipeline, I know, is insane. I know that is their leverage, and they can turn it off and on as they choose, and they've already done that. So, like, yeah. to tell us that Russia did it is this defies logic and reason.
3: Well, I'm just saying though If you say Russia didn't, you're now a conspiracy lunatic just like you were with your vaccine and now you're going to kill more grandmas, Lisa Booth. I hope you're happy.
12: And we'll have a conversation in like a year from now about how, you know, I've, <laughs> you know what you mean? I've, I've I've released myself of uh, you know, with I know. COVID Christine Ford all these times where I feel like I've said things and people like are you know, yeah. con- I've released myself of caring what anyone
3: thinks of me. Oh, no, believe and me. From, just, from, you know. from reading the comments on your tweets, I'm actually convinced that some of these people's grandmothers just killed themselves. Like they <laughs> just It's like, come on, man. I mean, Twitter, what a cesspool. Uh, but, you know, its uh, I, I always enjoy you. <laughs> You're always good for morale. I, I, I always
1: enjoy you. <laughs> oh, Lisa
3: Booth. Uh, group hug. Uh, let's do it again soon. I and uh, we need to do some more damn TV, so let's get on that too.
12: I would. Love, I really, really had the best time with you. So I start, I really hope we get to to go on again together. Yeah, uh,
3: once we get done serving our in school suspension for acting up on camera, <laughs> I'll see you there.
12: Sure. I know. I feel like I've served a lot of time in the penalty box. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, all right. I'll I'll get a letter in or something. We'll send an apple to the teacher. Keep playing good ball, Lisa Booth.
12: We'll see if I get put back in. But all right, thanks, Jimmy. You're the best.
3: Care. <laughs> there she goes. The great, the great Lisa Booth. Love talking to her. Understand, Lisa Booth was annihilated on the right people on the right were like hey shut up stop saying vaccinated people get covid yo i don't know a vaccinated person who hasn't gotten covid and it makes sense because the head of pfizer's international marketing operation flat out testified to the european parliament that they never tested the vaccine to see if it stops transmission think about that imagine you're selling condoms And you're like, yeah, we didn't check to see if uh, this stops people from getting pregnancy. We didn't check to see if it stops people from getting STDs. I got a bad feeling about this. (laughs) Is exactly what you'd say before you bought it or you wouldn't buy it. But in this instance, they forced it on you, forced you out of your job. And at no point did they even know that it was going to do what they said it was going to do. That's just how white folks will do you.
2: You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
3: I enjoyed it. It was an
0: unbelievably interesting experience.
3: It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I'm going to be talking to Daniel Turner about an oil scam involving Joe Biden and the Saudis. I'm saying it nicely. Uh, but there was another scam that took center stage earlier in the show. It was the Haitian border crisis where they falsely slandered Border Patrol agents of whipping migrants. It did not sit well with me, nor did it sit well with Brian and Clarion, Pennsylvania. Yo, Brian. Hey, how are you? You know, we're doing it, man. We're holding this country together. Yeah. That's right. I just wanted to
10: comment. Why is it that the Democrats always tell us what we're seeing and feeling? We all saw that video and there was no whipping. And just on the lighter side of it, Bob and I dressed up like border agents and pretended to whip each other. But it just
3: didn't work. It wasn't fun (laughs) at all. What's going on over there? Was this for was this for Halloween or was this like role playing night? No, it was just
10: we heard the revelation that they knew there wasn 't any whipping, and in celebration, we just thought
3: well let 's dress up and pretend and see what the issue is and there it just wasn 't any fun. <laughs> so hold on, does this mean up next is Bob going to ship you up to martha 's vineyard what's where where's this yeah, well we want
10: yeah, we want to go to the Hamptons, so we were hoping to like
3: dress up like uh migrants, and maybe we could get shipped up. All right, to the well, Hamptons for a vacation. Well, Brian, I, you have all of these weird migrant sexual fantasies. Just don't drown in the river, okay? I won't. Play some defense. Tell them tell him to buy you a regular bus ticket and stop smuggling you in tractor trailers. Could you do that for a brother? <laughs> I will. I mean, Thanks. You, you guys are too kinky for your own good. I got to step in here. Be well, buddy. We'll do it again soon. Well, that took a turn, uh, but we'll get the car back on the road next with Daniel Turner on Fox Across America.
2: Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with
3: Jimmy Fallon. Oh, would you look who's back? Lacing them up. We got a track meet in this hour. Going to run through a lot of stories uh, at 888-788-9910. Daniel Turner, the founder, he's the executive director of Power the Future. He's going to stop by to discuss this bombshell report. And I do say bombshell. From the Saudis, claiming that Joe Biden asked them to withhold their production cuts at OPEC until after the election. You know, that matters. Why? Because to a lot of people, it looks a lot like what Donald Trump was impeached for. You know, hey, we're going to stop buying weapons from the Saudis unless you give us the oil production demands we want. Before the election, before the election, looks like a quid pro Joe, you might say. Uh, we will discuss that in this hour. We're also going to do a little roundup for the midterms, because that's what you do. We're 25 days out. We've got a lot of developments going on in the press. We've got a lot of developments going on, believe it or not, on The View again today. The View is awful. It is. And, uh You know what? I got to watch this stuff. You got to watch this stuff. I always say the hook of Fox Across America is I'm not the star we are. I say it all the time. Hey, it's our show. Fox gave a regular guy a radio show. You guys all have a voice in the huddle. I message you all back and forth on Facebook. If you're on the Fox Across America Facebook page, I message you directly on Twitter. If you're messaging me there at Jimmy Fala. Okay, it is our show. But part of it being our show means if I got to listen to the clips from The View during commercial breaks, you got to listen to them on the air.
6: No, God, no, God, please. No, no, no.
3: So a little bit of the story that's been um, going on, a little bit of a hullabaloo. It's been a little bit of a media fallout because John Fetterman did an interview on NBC the other night. OK, and the reporter who interviewed John Fetterman on NBC was uh, very open and honest about the condition he was in, okay? He's refusing to disclose his medical documents, won't let his doctor speak to the press, and again, I am not holding his health against him. There but for the grace of God go everybody in this conversation right now. But I am saying there is a breaking point in terms of someone having the physical capacity to serve this country, And we're watching that breaking point go beyond its limit every day in the Oval Office.
0: You know the rapidly rising, uh, um, uh, in with uh, with uh,
3: I don't know. uh, But okay, the reporter Dasha Burns, okay, spoke to NBC News after interviewing Fetterman, and was just honest. Okay, he couldn't comprehend what I was saying to him unless he had the questions transcribed on a monitor. He needed a teleprompter in order to have a conversation. Now, again, I feel bad for the guy. He's struggling, he's trying to get better. But can you go to to Senate and actually pass bills and debate on the floor and conduct the rigorous type of back and forth needed to do the gig? The answer would be no. Not in the current condition. Now, I'm not denying the fact that he might get better, but there's no denying the fact that they're not being transparent about his health. So when Dasher Burns spoke out about this, it was actually, you know, the old random act of journalism, as Rush Limbaugh used to say. Wow, look at that. Somebody at NBC showing some intellectual curiosity in a Democrat in what could potentially be a liability for a Democrat. They're asking fair questions. Well, this is what she said, and then I will play you the backlash. Here it is, clip 20.
4: We had a monitor set up so that he could read my questions because he still has lingering auditory processing issues as a result of the stroke. Just in some of the small talk prior to uh, the interview before the closed captioning was up and running, it did seem that uh, he had a hard time understanding our our conversations.
3: Okay, he had a hard time understanding our conversations. It's a very fair assessment. When you're talking to someone And you know they don't understand you. You don't necessarily need a medical background to make that observation. But again, she wasn't saying, vote for Dr. Oz. She wasn't saying, you know, Fetterman sucks, don't elect the guy. She was just sharing her honest assessment, her honest experience in interacting with him. Okay, the media response was, she should be banned from reporting. Get her off the air. This is garbage. Go back to your little MAGA white supremacist hut, you ho. Okay, they were out of control. They trashed this woman. Okay, and here's the view piling on to boot, Sonny Hostin batting leadoff.
1: I actually thought it was inappropriate that she said during small talk uh, before our interview. Maybe she's bad in small talk. Maybe yeah, it was maybe, her. Maybe it's her. I, I just feel that, you know, I don't know what, if it was an off the record conversation, if the entire interview was off the record. But I know, Sarah, you've interviewed people. We interview people. and We have small talk before. That is generally not something that you mention during <laughs> when you're being interviewed by an anchor. The other thing that, that I had a problem with when she's describing all of this, I mean, I don't know about everybody else, but I love closed caption. I watch all of my series closed caption because I can't sometimes understand the accents that people are using and I don't understand things and it's very helpful in terms of processing and I don't have a cognitive disorder.
3: I'm surrounded by idiots. That there is called political shilling. Political shilling. Okay there's a really big difference between you watching foreign tv shows with subtitles and two people speaking the same English language and needing subtitles. I think he's got a part. Okay, and understand, here is, you know, just a sample of John Fetterman speaking. Uh, here's clip 24. Should
0: uh,
5: Joe Biden run again in 2024?
0: I think that should be a decision made by Joe Biden. And mm-hmm. and that's, it's not Joe a matter Bin. uh anyone's choice other than his. And mm-hmm. And I respect whatever choice he decides.
3: So- thinks Joe Bin. He thinks it is up to Joe Bin. Here he is uh, talking about showing up for the debate and getting that answer wrong. Clip 22.
4: Are you committed to showing up on October 25th to debate your opponent no matter what happens?
3: No,
0: I'm, I'm not. I'm not concerned. Uh, I believe that's another opportunity to be transparent and people can make their own decisions uh, You know, during the debate.
4: Sorry to clarify. Are, are you committed to showing up on October 25th, no matter what, no matter what your opponent says or does.
0: What? No! Guess I'm going to show up on the 25th.
3: <laughs> I didn't even know the pause was that long, the poor guy.
0: Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed.
3: Okay, so the initial question was, Are you committed to showing up for the debate? He said, No, I'm not going to concern myself with that. And then she bailed him out, understanding that he didn't understand the question. Again, if you're going to serve the government in the Senate, there does come a point where your inability to understand the English language could become a liability on the Senate floor. I wish this man no ill will. I am not mocking him for his health. I am pointing out that he seems to be in a compromised position. All of this goes away if a doctor speaks to the press, if they release his medical records. But they're not releasing his medical records. They're not letting a doctor talk to the press, which can only tell you one thing. There's probably nothing that's going to make this go away.
2: He knows what he's talking about.
3: Okay, so Dasha Burns gets trashed. Here's a little more Sonny Hostin. uh, Take that one away, Josh. I don't
1: think she's like a neurosurgeon or a neurologist, but my friend Sanjay Gupta is. And Sanjay Gupta said the following... Sanjay Gupta said processing issue is not a comprehension issue, as Sarah just said. He says he does not appear to have a problem with cognition. He's responding quickly. He supposedly took a couple of tests where he performed well on those tests. He does not appear to have a problem with understanding.
3: That was embarrassing. Did you see that? He supposedly took a test. He supposedly took a test. So that's fact. Has anybody seen the results of that test? (laughs) You know what else Sanjay Gupta told you? He told you you got to get vaccinated because vaccinated people don't get COVID. OK, the idea just throwing names out there. I supposedly took a test. We're dealing with a group of people whose emotions are their facts, which is why Dasha Burns is getting trashed because she went against their emotions. Understand, this is a woman who is now defending. I'm going to play you another clip defending her interview. Okay, for asking real questions that people want asked. Okay, believe me, I'm not doing this because I'm shilling for Dr. Oz. I'm not a Dr. Oz fan. I met him at CPAC. I was, I gotta be honest, I was a little underwhelmed. Okay, I didn't see like, oh, this guy's got it down. This is the direction the Republican Party's got to go in. I didn't say that. Okay, you can make your own choice. But the point is, if one candidate is unable to participate in basic conversation all the political shilling in the world by people like Sanjay Gupta and Sonny Hostin on The View aren't going to change that. You know. But here's Dasha Burns. She's defending herself. It's clip 21.
12: Other journalists who've also dealt with Fetterman came forward and said they had a different experience.
4: Our team was the first to be in the room with Fetterman for an interview rather than via remote video conference. Our crew did find that small talk before that captioning was was difficult because of those auditory processing issues I mentioned.
3: So what is she saying? We couldn't make small talk with the guy because he can't process what we're saying to him. Okay. again, I I hope this guy lives a long, healthy, happy life. I don't, you know, not like the guy. Give me a break, man. But this is what our politics have been reduced to, what they're now telling us. And understand, if you've been following the lineage of the story, a month ago, Fetterman was fine and you have no business questioning whether or not he's fine. Now we've gotten to, okay, he's not fine. But if you point that out, you're being ableist. You're being discriminatory against this guy which is a little bit of a scam. Let's ask a Pennsylvania voter. Kathy's on the line. She's in Reading, PA. Yo, Kathy. Yo, Jimmy. Hey, girl. I'm, I'm
5: actually from Lower Delco. So oh, is that where you're from? Okay. okay.
3: I, I didn't realize you're from Lower Delco. I'll speak slower.
5: No, I'm hey, kidding. shut up. There no. you go. Um, yeah. Um, okay. So I have an issue with Fetterman running because I'm uniquely qualified. I'm not an ableist. I'm newly <laughs> disabled with a spinal cord injury. Mm-hmm. My surgeon, and I can hear... I can speak, I can understand. Mm-hmm. My surgeon told me when I wanted to go back to a full-time job, quote, you're crazy. You'll lose all the gains you've made, end quote. Mm-hmm. So my my thinking is with Fetterman, he's still in therapy. I'm still in therapy two and a half years later. And uh, I see people with strokes in therapy. I don't know his condition, mm-hmm. but I would imagine he wouldn't want to lose all the gains that he's made. Oh, number what? one. And number two, mm-hmm. he is not doing a service to the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania by running. I don't care if you're a Democrat, a Republican or whatever you say.
3: Yeah. Anything in between. No, it's it's it seems like there's an easy way to put this to bed, which would be to release his medical records, have his doctor come forward. But they're not going to do that, which is also a tell in its own right. So the, right. the fact that we've now like because we've kind of cheapened political debate. Now it's, well, you must be completely fine with this or you're some kind of a monster, you know, which is obviously not the case. But there's such, you know, there's just such intellectual laziness in our politics now that lines of attack like that actually work, you know.
5: They do. And um, it keeps, and I'm a reformed journalist, by the way, now I'm a content writer. So I can write what I want. Um, But anyway, it keeps people from really having a dialogue because, it it becomes so vit- so vitriolic that you can't really have a conversation anymore.
3: That's true. That's why you got to listen to Fox Across America, girlfriend.
5: Which I do, boyfriend. You better.
3: So. You but be- we're counting on you, Kathy. You know we're nothing without you. Like you are the wind beneath my wings. Bat Midler actually well, wrote that song from me to you. Did you know that?
5: You know what? I I thought maybe, but I didn't do my fact
3: checking. <laughs> well, there you go. I read it under a Snapple bottle. It said it was actually from Jimmy to Kathy. I just read it on the cap. It was a it was a lemon Snapple. It was pretty good actually. So there you go. I'm oh, um, glad. All right. We'll keep playing good ball, Kath, and uh, check in anytime. All right. You You're the too. coolest.
5: Keep it up. See
3: you tonight. Oh, you better. That's right. We got some TV. You and me. All right. You'll see you on TV. We'll talk then. The great Kathy in Reading, Pennsylvania. She's asking a fair question there. Okay. Fetterman is in a position where he might at actually be able to do the gig. We're not monsters for pointing that out. And again, I'm not saying it as, so vote Dr. Oz. If I had to pick between these two people, I'd stay home. The problem is control of the Senate is hanging in the balance. So you vote Dr. Oz. You don't vote, him, vote for him because you think he's amazing. Uh, you vote for him if you want Republicans to control the Senate. And that's what Andrea Mitchell, to her credit, brought up really quick. She was talking to Terry McAuliffe. Remember the idiot who was running for governor again in Virginia and said that moms and dads shouldn't have a say in their kids' school curriculum? That's Use your sense. Cost him an election that the Democrats won Virginia by 12 points when Biden ran for president. They lost an election for governor because this idiot told parents to shut up about curriculum. Well, anyway, he's on MSNBC last night getting asked, what's the difference between supporting Fetterman and, say, Herschel Walker if the whole justification is control of the Senate? Here's clip 25.
1: Just to play devil's advocate sure. here. How is your argument that the bigger issue is keeping control of the Senate? How is that different from Republicans saying in Georgia, well, the issue is we've got to keep control of the Senate against what they view as a Democratic radical agenda and defending, yeah. electing Herschel Walker.
0: And that's their argument. And they certainly can make it if they want Herschel Walker with all the issues he has around him. That's their choice.
3: So what is he basically saying? You know, it's all the same thing. OK, Democrats have been telling you for days and days and days, Herschel Walker is flawed. Raphael Warnock might have ran over his wife with the car, but we need control of the Senate. So you got to vote for Warnock. Okay, it's no differently than Republicans justifying, you know, doctor Oz. That there's a lot of rationalism. Why? Because there's a lot of power hanging in the balance right now in the midterms. Okay, somebody is gonna control the House, probably gonna be the Republicans. It is a razor thin margin in the Senate. So the battle to prop up and justify these guys, regardless of the condition they have to be in, it's indistinguishable at this point. I do mean that. Like, you know, anything Herschel Walker might do between now and the elections, the Republicans are like, "Woo, he's our guy. We've got to control the Senate. Same thing goes for Fetterman. Fetterman could get out there and say he's Batman. The Democrats are still going to push him for the seat. And if you don't believe me, look what they did with Joe Biden.
2: You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
6: It's like it's a it's a game changer.
3: It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Going to be talking to Daniel Turner in the next break about this. Check it out. The White House has admitted to pushing Saudi Arabia to postpone oil cuts until after the midterms.
7: Oh, wow!
3: Why is that a big deal? Because it flat out mirrors, mirrors what they impeached Donald Trump for, which was trying to influence his relationship with Ukraine at the time in the, in the name of politics. Here is Biden on Tuesday when he spoke to Jake Tapper saying there's going to be consequences for Saudi Arabia, for working with Russia. we got to rethink the relationship. And what is he really saying? OPEC better do what we want before this election, or you're not getting what you need out of us. Quid pro quo. Clip 30.
0: Do you think it's time for the U.S. to rethink its relationship with Saudi Arabia? Yes. And by the way, let's get straight where I went. I didn't go to one about oil. I went about making sure that we made sure that we weren't going to walk away from the Middle East. And what was going on? You, but, but we should, we should, and I am uh, in the process. When the, when the uh, uh, this House and Senate gets back, they're, they're going to have to. Uh, there's going to be some consequences for what they've done with Russia.
3: Whoa, whoa, whoa! Did you hear that? By the way, it's going to be some consequences. Okay, he, What is he telling the OPEC? What is he telling the Saudi Kingdom? Do what I want. You're in big trouble. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife and had your husband because they're raping everybody out here. OK, it's a shakedown, man. Very much reads like a shakedown. This is what the Ukrainian impeachment was about. They're like, well, Trump was going to withhold arms from Ukraine. Never mind that he gave them to them. That was the accusation at the time. You can't use the leverage we have on foreign countries to advance your own political cause. We have to impeach the president of the United States. Biden does the same thing. Nobody cares. Not a word out of the media. Journalism in this country is dead and buried. really is. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon doing the damn thing on a big Thursday. We were talking in the last break about Joe Biden and OPEC and delaying the production cuts until after the election. A lot of shakedown material going on. This does not sound like a Joe Biden. It sounds like a Jim Biden deal. It sounds like a Sounds like a Hunter Biden deal, if we're being completely honest. Hunter's a dirtbag. A lot of people feel that way. But joining us now on the line, someone who loves Hunter Biden and has stood his ground supporting him at every turn. Daniel Turner returns to the program. Hey, man.
10: Jamie, always great to be on with you, my friend. Thank you.
3: Of course, of course, of course. Um, I was joking when I said you like Hunter Biden, uh, but you do like to... uh, you know, call it like it is on energy, Daniel Turner. Is this a shakedown? It looks like a little. it looks a lot like the Ukrainian situation where Trump was like, you know, we're gonna withhold arms. Of course he gave them to them, but he was impeached anyway. Is Biden trying to shake down the Saudis?
10: Uh he is, and it also is a, is a reminder of two thousand and twelve, um, which Biden of course does not remember two thousand and twelve, but we do. And we remember when, when Obama was caught on a hot mic talking to the then-premier Dmitry Medvedev, where he was saying, look, it's my last election, I'll have more flexibility, tell Vlad. And he said, yes, I will transmit to Vlad after. (laughs) Um, Right. So so we seem to have a common theme here among Democrat presidents, that they have two types of policy. They have foreign policy that is good for our enemies and adversaries and good for uh, uh, making the world an unstable hellhole. And then there's a policy that they don't want to transmit to the American people because they want to win elections. Uh, you know, when, when, remember back in the day in 16 when Trump joked about winning and winning and you're going to get so tired of winning? Mm. Biden is clearly tired of winning, right? <laughs> All he wants to win is a ballot box. He wants to win an election. He could care less That oil geopolitics is destroying the American economy. It's making the world an unsafe place. It's driving up prices. He doesn't give a damn about any of that. All he wants to do is win the election. So, yes, it's a shakedown, um, but it also shows what the Democrats really care about, and that's just raw power.
3: He gave it a shot. That's what you're telling me, because it doesn't look like OPEC cares. It doesn't look like the Saudis are going to be like, all right, Biden, we got you. I mean, if anything, they've kind of been sticking it to the man on this one, have they not? Yeah, you know, OPEC, I'm glad you mentioned that. Your
10: your listeners, they probably are well aware of this, but clearly the Biden foreign policy team of experts is not. Um, OPEC is not like the American League and the National League where they all play the same game. OPEC was created in 1970 for the sole purpose of destroying American oil and gas. That's all they care about. They were created intentionally to put us out of business. All that's kept us alive up till now is even bad presidents like Obama. All that's kept us alive is presidents uh, of this country knowing that we should be and could be the American oil and gas powerhouse of the world. Um, So OPEC is never going to be our friend. OPEC is not our ally. When the Biden foreign policy team last week and a bunch of Democrats said OPEC has chosen Russia over like no they haven't. That's like saying NATO picked France. Yeah. Russia is OPEC. OPEC is Russia, right? They're they're part of OPEC plus. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just so naive. And again, Jimmy, remember 2020, all these people told us the Biden foreign policy experts, a team of experts. <laughs> they're all experts. They're all so brilliant. And yet they just get their rear ends handed to them every single time they step up to the plate. I would have made a New York Mets joke, but that's, that's mean to do right now. So I don't I'm do that to my staff,
3: that. Turner. Don't you do no, – these guys I'm are sorry. grieving. They're in a tough <laughs> spot right now. you got to see that control booth in there. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs>
10: well, I need a new I need a new sports analogy because the Giants are a powerhouse.
3: I know the Giants so, are good. So I can't make fun of us Giants anymore. No, the Jets are even above water for the moment, but we've seen we've seen this before. The Jets. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, come on. The, the if, if the Jets were an airline, they would be Spirit Airlines, obviously, and we all know that. <laughs> So we won't get too carried away on that one. Daniel Turner is on the line, uh, founder and executive director of Power of the Future. Jamie Dimon over at JPMorgan Chase said earlier this week. I was playing a clip on the show that Biden is getting energy wrong. What does he mean by that? Well, I think he, what he means is
10: he doesn't understand the Biden team doesn't understand how energy runs the entire economy. Okay, and and also how signals that the, that Washington D.C. sends do have repercussions, right? So, when Biden sends signals like oil and gas leases like "dare I say it because it drives people insane like cancelling Keystone on the very first day, those are signals and and business people and corporations and and the free market responds to signals and this this Biden administration is constantly putting out signals that they do not like American oil and gas they do not like fossil fuels, and we 're seeing the result of it, so he 's getting everything wrong. Because the signals he's sending is weakening our economy. It's what's driving up the majority of our inflation, that, of course, and and crazy spending by Washington, Um, D.C. But everything made costs a lot more money right now because the energy to produce it costs
3: a lot more well let me ask um, you it so makes sense in and, and, the, and the cost is getting passed on to us but this is what i wanted to ask because the shipping costs too um truckers who call into the show have told me diesel is up more than 20 percent in the past 20 cents anyway in the past week um mm-hmm. and projects to climb a little bit more what what drives that that's what i, I don't quite process that's what i wanted to understand
10: uh, what's driving it is is always a supply crunch, okay. right? We, we are not producing enough oil domestically, and now the Saudis are, are producing, well, the, or OPEC is promising to produce, 2 million barrels a day fewer. Mm-hmm. So we have a huge supply crunch because one barrel of crude that comes out of the ground is refined and turned into thousands of products. The biggest driver of them, of course, is is gas for your car, right? That's mm-hmm. about… 60% of every barrel of oil is just gas for the car mm-hmm. but you know diesel is another little percentage and jet fuel is a percentage and then you've got all of the gases that come you know propane for your grill and then you've got all the petrochemical products rubbers and plastic and, and velcro and all that all comes from one barrel of oil so as that barrel of oil is stretched thinner and thinner prices keep going up and diesel is not a huge percentage of, of oil product of of oil refinery, mm-hmm. because most people don't use diesel, they yeah. use gas. Diesel's normally a lot more expensive okay. than regular unleaded. Okay. Um, but but again, the diesel prices are what drives those big tankers, mm-hmm. uh, trucks, as you just said, the truckers, um, big diesel engines on on trains. So most of our goods and services and heavy equipment, that powers the economy requires diesel, and we don't have the refining capacity to, to keep up.
3: Wow. So they're just screwing this up from every angle. My every fris- angle. You know my frustration is, too? You know, there's this big commitment to green energy. I don't think anyone's being honest about you know, society's ability to function. Based on just, you know, we're throwing all these arbitrary deadlines out there, like no new gas cars by 2035. But we're not actually in a position to hit that mark and still enjoy the quality of life and the ability, the latitude to live our lives that we do now if we just automatically phased out because the infrastructure isn't there. And from my understanding, we can't build it up that fast either.
10: Not remotely. And these numbers are, like you said, totally arbitrary. And they're made up by a bunch of politicians who have no background in this whatsoever. You know, I you you know I love calling into your show, but I'll be the first to admit I don't know how talk radio works. So if I just showed up and I said to you and your great producer Mike, hey, I want you to have four million listeners by twenty twenty six, you'd say, Well, where the heck did that number come from? Where where did the yeah. where did the date come from? Where did I just made it up. <laughs> well you so say you don't know anything about my industry, buddy, so how about you butt out? And let me do my job. Well, that's the same as Gavin Newsom saying by 2030, we will. But Joe Biden saying by 2040, 100 percent. Those are all just lies, right? They're lies made up by idiots. But Mm -hmm. but the problem is that, as Jamie Dimon said, they send signals and Mm -hmm. it starts to scare people and it starts to scare industries away. Um, mm-hmm. And we're all feeling the repercussions for that. I, I mean, I, I gotta think. You know, there's a lot of complicated things in the world. And yeah. North Korea is complicated, and Iran is complicated, and love is very complicated. <laughs> but like, b- there's a lot of being American president that I don't think is that complicated. Yes. You just you, you need to get the heck out of the way. Yeah. And boy oh boy, these people just tinker in areas that they know nothing about. And, oh, we're all suffering
3: because of it. Yeah, it's bad. We're talking to Daniel Turner, who is on the line and and clearly doesn't know anything about talk radio if he says Mikey's a great producer. (laughs) Oh, oh, Mikey, where are you going? Get back here. Mikey's a a good egg. We we got a lot of tough love on this show, and it, it has to be that way. The world's on fire. If you don't joke around, Turner, like me, I was talking to Lisa Booth about this earlier. It's like the whole country is always on the verge of snapping right now. And yeah. uh, as it intensifies in the sprint between here and the in the midterms, it only gets, you know, like more contentious. Last night, I I found my comedy last night in watching those clips of AOC getting heckled. It was like my favorite thing I've watched in forever because they were, you know, she's in no ability to defend herself there because she has no intellectual wherewithal. OK, I always say she's like a low IQ TikToker. But what they were accusing her of, there really is no defense of. We're spending our way to oblivion in Ukraine. It's driving inflation. It's bringing us closer to war. It's putting us at a disadvantage when it comes to fuel. And, you know, she is just a rubber stamp for the big establishment, despite all of these claims to being an outlier and a radical, is she not?
10: Absolutely. And I agree with you. I love the fact that that audience eviscerated her. She doesn't have the ability to defend herself, one, because what she's done is indefensible. But two, she also doesn't have the intellectual capacity to defend herself. She doesn't know why she's voted the way she does. No. She doesn't know why she thinks what she does. She's she's, you know, she's an airhead, unfortunately. Um, and that's not an insult to her or airheads, but these aren't the people you want making your decisions. No, I think these folks are running for Congress like they're running for – you know, high school student body president. These are consequential decisions. um, And we've elected a lot of inconsequential uh, and and we've elected the C team to do so. So I'm glad to see that. This is the last time, by the way, I said this on Twitter earlier, the last time she will ever give a town hall that is not vetted and hand chosen. AOC has very, very thin skin. I mean, you remember that one comedian who made fun of her, and and she was that that evening on Instagram crying about it and demanding (laughs) the police arrest the guy. She is very thin-skinned. She has never going to allow herself to get heckled again.
3: No, they were not Either that or there'll either be no cameras, which is a hard thing to pull off in this day and age. But you're right. It's all going to be submitted questions. It's all bumper bowling. But that's the biggest problem we have is like we've in the, in the era of identity politics, we've elected a lot of people who only know how to speak in word salad and that's why we're going to wind up with actual food shortages, because we have so many idiots who just know how to say these like empathetic social justice things that make everybody feel yeah. better. Uh, but none of it's sustainable or real, you know, and the was you know, like back when the Green New Deal was floated. Do you remember when the Green New Deal was floated? And even, the, you know, her own party was like, OK, so this is stupid.
10: And I love the fact that you say that because it's one of my biggest pet peeves in election cycle, and I tweet it often, especially where I am in in rural Virginia – the idiot running for re-election who should get destroyed. Um, they have nothing to run on, so they say word salad. You know, it's, it's Jimmy Fallon. He stands with children and is against crime. Jimmy Fallon, he puts education ahead of al-Qaeda. And, like, if that's your campaign message, you can't point to one concrete accomplishment. You can't point to anything you did. All they have is platitudes. And and we, we elect a lot of platitude people, and there are many folks running for office that you have to ask them. You know, uh, heck, you say what you want about Chuck Schumer, but I can point to things for good or for ill that guy has gotten done. Yeah. But but what is what is Governor Hochul, hochel what is she running on? Well, she's running on I put people first. I want a New York that works for everybody. It's like, okay, well, a dad got killed at Marist College because he was shot 30 times. Is that part of your platform, Governor? I believe that children are – we're Whitney Houston politicians, children of the future. There you go, Governor. Congratulations for that beautiful message for us. So I love that you say that because you're going to see in the next 26 days more and more of that. Vote for Jimmy. He believes that children are important. That's great, Jimmy. Congratulations.
3: (laughs) How about this guy? Which is what. By, and by the way, they're actually not going to say that one message because they don't think child, they want children aborted. And if they are going to live, right. they want them to switch their genders. <laughs> children have really become. It's like funny. But the Democrats are just treating children like Plato now. It's like just do whatever the hell you want to do. You want to eat them. You want to change it. Whatever the hell you want to do with it. You want to sniff them. If you're Joe Biden. It's a weird time to be alive, Daniel Turner. It really is. Uh, last question. The Yankees rained out tonight, but are they going to beat the Cleveland Indians?
10: Oh, God, absolutely, yes. I think we have a lot of momentum behind us. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm confident in this team.
3: Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very confident. Well, I can tell you, I was at the game the other night with Lincoln, and, um, you know, they haven't won the World Series since 2009, which is not forever mm-hmm. to some teams, but it is a long time. And that the it's people. For in, Yankees, it is. Yes. Well, the people that are in this stadium right now are hungry. They're excited. It's a younger fan base again. And it does remind me of like 96, maybe even 98, because it was their second title in three years. You know, by the time they got around to 2000 against the Mets, yeah, of course big deal if you play playing the Mets lacrosse town rivals but people had seen them win a lot so it didn't it, you know there wasn't the same hunger this was a hungry group of people I saw fights I saw shoving people that was just me and my wife but the point is the rest of them I'm kidding Jenny was great she's good at the game
10: and, and I think you could say the same about Giants and Jets fans as well right it's been I mean granted the Giants have won a World uh, Super Bowl more recently mm-hmm. than, than the Jets have yes. um, but it's still it has been it has been a while and yes. both are from you know teams that have a great history and that want to win. And yep. New Yorkers want to win. And Americans want to win. And that's why the Joe Biden stuff is so frustrating. We that's... shouldn't be going to have to beg the Saudis for oil. We shouldn't have to play games like, hey, don't tell anyone about this until after the election because yeah. I want to win an election. Americans want to win. The only thing Democrats and Biden wants to win is power. And that's what makes us different than them.
3: Yeah, it's true, Daniel Turner. You articulated that perfectly. So go Yankees. This was, it was a wonderful time as always. Uh, We shall do it again soon is my guess. Uh, Assuming you haven't been like rated by the FBI for speaking out against their energy policy.
10: I have not. And as you said earlier, we need to have our comedy and I have some of my best laughs with you on this show. And and I love you for it because we
3: have have to laugh a little to stay sane. But everybody, we're all having a moment today. I'm telling you, the whole society is fragile. (laughs) We're in rough (laughs) plays. All right. I'll see you at the (laughs) militia meeting after the show. Take care. (laughs) See you, brother. (laughs) Daniel Turner. There he goes. There we go. Back after this.
2: You're listening to the show that Standard & Poor describes as Standard & Poor. I would say he's incompetent, but I don't want
11: to do that because that's not nice.
2: This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
3: Bottom of the ninth here on Fox Across America as we get ready to make the transition. You know, I'm a two-sports star. I'm like the Deion Sanders of broadcasting. I go from the radio, switch sports, and run right up to the TV. I will be on Fox Business tonight with Sean Duffy and Rachel Campos Duffy in the 5 o'clock hour. And then at 11... I will be rejoining our lovable comedy dwarf, Greg Gutfeld, on The Gutfeld Show tonight, 11 p.m. on the Fox News Channel. Going to be a hot one tomorrow morning, 4.45 a.m. on Fox & Friends. First, we'll have some Neil Cavuto action, and then I am off to Iowa tomorrow night. I'll be flying into Des Moines, getting ready for Saturday night's big show in Ottawa. So if you're in the hood... Go to Ticketmaster. Get some tickets to see your radio, buddy. Uh, we're also going to have tickets on sale now at the Spokane Comedy Club, the Spokane Comedy Club, which is October the 28th and October the 29th. If you're up in that area, I have agreed to play the Spokane Comedy Club after being assured by the club owner that you can't smell Seattle from anywhere in Spokane, okay? That was, a, that was in my rider. You know, some guys want, like, a certain color M&M or some type of fancy sparkling water. I was like, yo, as long as I can't smell Seattle, I don't have to step on a syringe. I'm good. So that is a deal, and we're heading that way. But in the meantime, we're heading out of the radio studio. Thank you to everybody who was a part of it today. Uh, We had a phenomenal hang, as we always do, in this audio safe space for cool people. Okay, we don't have all the answers. We don't have to agree on the solutions. All we ever ask is you just don't be a—
2: The world of business moves fast. Stay on top of it with the Fox Business Rundown every Monday and Friday. Listen to the Fox Business Rundown starting May 20th at foxbusinesspodcasts.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.